Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Social podcast. Today, you are in for a treat as you not only get to hang out with one person who loves digital marketing, but you get to hang out with two. Our guest this week is Hera, a fellow digital marketing strategist and lover of growing businesses online. We actually have a few things in common, even working with our husbands, so that is super, super fun. But today, we're going to keep our conversation all about sales pages, okay? I talk a lot about funnels on here and how we need them for lead generation and automating sales. So today, I want to dive into the structure of them and give you someone else's perspective. Now, I do suggest taking some notes today. It is going to be a really, really good one, okay? Sound like a plan? All right, let's actually dive into the episode. Hi, Hera. Welcome to the More Than Social podcast. I'm so excited to be here because we just had all this time to connect and I think I love you. <laughs> well, I can right back at you. Love you too. I uh, I knew when we were going to do this episode, I was like, we have so much we could talk about, but I did promise our listeners we're going to try to stick to sales pages together and then we'll, we'll bring you back for other aspects of business in general. I love it. I, I loved your email, by the way, that you sent to me and I'm, I'm super honored to be here. So yeah, let's, let's talk all about it. Let's dig into sales. Amazing. Now, before we do, why don't you give our listeners a little insight of who you are, what you do, even how you got to where you are today too. Well, let's see. I'm 42 today, not today, but like this year, right? And I've been in marketing and online business for a hot second. Like I'd like to consider myself a grandma, but I don't (laughs) want to when it comes to that. But um, how I got here is because I got my first taste of internet money, I call it, Mm -hmm. back in 2005. Amazing opportunity to build websites. And uh, back in 2005, like who's doing what on websites Mm -hmm. and and internet, but we were selling advertising space. So that was my first taste of internet money, as I call it. And I thought it was fascinating. I looked at websites as real estate and then it took a little bit of time, but right around 2010, I started building an online yoga business and I thought it was the greatest idea ever. Um, I spent about 30 to 40 grand to launch that business. And if you build it, they will not come. (laughs) <laughs> like it, it just doesn't work that way. Even in 2010, I put up this blog and it was like, I spent so much money and I made not a penny back from that business. Mm. So if we look at, let's say it was 40 grand, there's a college education right there in what you really need to make a business like go off the ground. And it's more than just a great idea. So that's how I ended up here. I kind of took it as my personal mission and vendetta to like fix, (laughs) fix what I did wrong. And I've been running businesses online and launching businesses online since 2010. Which is crazy. And at that point, like, so I started 2015, I think it was. Yeah, 2015. Uh, So even before that, most people I'm assuming would have called you crazy and they had zero idea (laughs) of what this world was. It's like, I remember when I quit my job, people were like, what are you doing? You're making money online. Like, it's a scam. It's not going to work. Like, get a real job, essentially. 
people get it now. <laughs> Thank goodness. But it's, I can imagine even five years before that, what people would say. Yeah. Oh, they, they get it. All right. They're actually all hopping on the bandwagon and that's great. We're here for you. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're here for yeah. you. It's a fun, fun journey. It's still business. Like that's another thing that I found when I started, people were like, Oh, you click a button and you get rich overnight. It's like, no, yes, I make money online, but it, I still run a business. I still have things to do. I still like, there's still work involved. Yeah. You work from home and people think that you uh, are like living a life of leisure, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I love that you said that you were using your mistakes to build that business because the same thing. It's like, I went to school for marketing. I did, but every single thing I learned that I do now, I did not learn that in university whatsoever. It's all based on being in the industry, trial, error, doing things for yourself. Like you're just kind of learning and adapting as the internet's even evolving. And the internet is always evolving. And that's that really ties into our sales conversation too, because the internet might be evolving, but mm -hmm. humans and the way we're wired, we don't actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like our behavior yeah. sure on social media may change slightly, but like we're still the same human beings that we were looking at advertising on, let's say TV. It's just coming across in a different format mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So let's talk Accurate. about sales. Let's talk <laughs> about sales, but specifically let's talk about sales pages. Now we can dive into technical stuff, everything, but let's just start from the very basics. What do you feel like people need to know or have ready to even be able to create a sales page or even st before they even start thinking about those sales. Cause like you said, you can build something that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go or people are just going to drive to you. Good point. Right. Even it's funny how it does. It ties back to that story of my first business. And I think if I were to sum it up in two words, I love for my, even in my own business and my clients and to see other entrepreneurs to have early adopters right? Because I, I actually hate the word beta testers. Mm -hmm. It makes mm -hmm. me feel like science experiment all over again. It's like humans are not science experiments. I mean, marketing is an experiment, but humans, early adopters, I like mm -hmm. to say. That way, if you have some of these early adopters, it's one, you're getting paid to prove your concept. Two, you're going to being close, I think, with the people that you are working with is giving you great feedback. There's a lot of loyalty and trust that's there. And that usually ends up giving giving you referrals and testimonials, which I think mm -hmm. is huge. But having early adopters is probably the surefire way to prove your concept, get paid to do that, and attract more of those buying customers when you are ready to kind of put it out there to a, a broader audience. All right, let's pause for a quick second. I wanted to jump in here real quick and let you know I am currently accepting applications for my Rise Coaching program. So if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting for me to open up more space, today is your lucky day. The Rise Coaching program is where you get to work with me one-on-one -on -one for a minimum of three months up to 12 months to ensure that all your systems, your processes, your digital marketing are on point this year. So if you are an entrepreneur looking for step-by-step -step guidance and really that second pair of eyes on your strategy, and if you're ready to leverage digital marketing to its fullest, I would love for you to head on over to coaching.lisaann.ca and apply for the one-on-one -on -one Rise Coaching Program. Anyways, I told you I'd be quick, so let's get right back to the episode. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we talk a lot, like just in marketing in general, of understanding who you're talking to. And I find a lot of people, whether they're just getting started or even if they've been in business, let's say for three years, they have a hard time wrapping their mind around who specifically am I talking to. So having those individuals that you're working closer with, it's that literally is giving you the answers to every single thing that you need from a copy standpoint, from a conversion standpoint, from even just tweaking your programs and everything that you're offering. It's using the people that are in front of you, not using them in a bad way, but listening to the people that's in front of you and taking their feedback and kind of winding that into your entire marketing pitch. Yeah, that's a really great way to put it, right? Listening to them. I have, I mean, people who are listening to this can't see. My ears are so big. (laughs) I have really big ears. So I always say, well, it's a gift. I have the gift of listening. And you hit the nail on the head, right? It's listening to those people who you have a solution for um, and working with them, right? We're partnering with them to create something incredible, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I find that so I talk a lot about lead magnets and lead generation and everything. So generating leads is a just a whole ball game on its own. But once you actually have those leads coming in, or you have a warmer audience or even cold audience, specifically, let's move in a bit into the sales side of things and using sales pages. And I know before we actually pressed record today, you said you hate creating sales pages. So let's talk about sales pages just because it's important from a sales perspective, Uh, maybe even go into why sales pages are important, but also what is a good structure of a sales page? It's true. It's true. I I despise writing, period. Like I actually don't enjoy writing. So coming up with a sales page for a lot of people, myself included, it can feel really overwhelming. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm watching this person do their big splashy launch and they have the sales page that is like, it's long, (laughs) it's very long. Where do they get all that content? Where do they have the time to write it? Well, they probably have money to hire somebody and write it for them and I can't afford that. There's so much that goes, there's so much fear and hesitation and confusion and overwhelm that can go into creating a sales page. And it definitely doesn't have to be that way. There are a lot of times where I tell people, Hey, launch your products without a sales page. Mm -hmm. Like do you can, there are so many different ways that you can launch, but here's why I love a sales page is because like you said, when you generate those leads, and especially if you're having a lot of, of people coming into your funnel, You can't have one-to-one conversations with every single one of them. Mm -hmm. So that sales page really serves as it's, it's you, it's kind of cloning you and presenting all of the information that somebody needs to have in order to make a decision to buy or whether this is right for them or wrong for them. So even those key concepts right there can kind of help you understand like this is what the sales page is for it's just helping somebody make a decision and mm-hmm. when you when we talk about structure as you had asked right how do you structure a sales page the beauty this is one of the reasons why i love you is because when you asked let's talk a little bit about structure i wrote up a i don't want to call it a framework as much as bullet points of mm-hmm. what really should be included and then lisa i'm crediting this to you <laughs> I wrote two sales pages in less than six hours. And I want to be, yeah, I want to be transparent about the fact that it took six hours to write two sales pages because a lot, I hear a lot of people also saying 
that they think they're going to block out two hours to create a sales page. And it's like, um, that's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just not always going to happen. So yeah, I do have some bullet points and we can dig into what I think should be on a sales page. Well, first of all, I want to see those sales pages because I always get into that, like that state of mind where just like the creativity comes out. It's like, that's when those sales pages really just come into flow. But a lot of people, like you said, they feel like it's overwhelming, but I liked how you said it's just, it's having that conversation to help someone make a decision. You're just doing it in a written aspect. But I was also thinking while you're talking, a good way to do it too is a lot of people like if they can talk one on one with every single lead that comes in, fantastic, you have a lot. But as you scale, that's going to be, I don't want to say impossible, everything's possible, but harder, it's gonna be a bigger challenge. But something that I encourage my students to do is listen or record the conversation that you're having, a sales pitch that you're having, and then use that kind of as a good way to kind of frame that sales structure. I love it. I love it. I love it. And there's um, having a a Zoom account that you can record all of your calls is priceless. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Even like pulling out like the complaints or anything like that. It's just like, you're not going to remember all of them. You think you will, but yeah, going back and listening is a good thing. But yeah, let's get into the structure. What do you... What was your sales page looking like, the new ones that you wrote? Okay, so it's not designed yet, but the framework is all written out from these things. And mm-hmm. I'm going to read them off so that way we're we're structured, we're precise, and people aren't here listening for five hours because <laughs> we got sales pages to write, you know? So I, I looked at it, and at first I thought, okay, what should the structure of a sales page be? And it's like human psychology. What do people need to know in order to buy? And people want certainty. They want certainty. This is how we are wired. We are wired for safety. And giving them that sense of certainty is what will make them buy 90-something percent of the time, right? I don't want to say 100% because there's always external factors that could come into play. But that sense of certainty is what makes the credit card come out, enter the digits, all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that I broke down that you want your audience and and your ideal client to feel certain about. And I had said, the first concept is that this is, this is for you, right? So bullet point number one, hi, we're here. This is for you. And the reason why I break it down in that concept is because it can, we can take what you just said, right? Imagine if you're speaking to one person, what would you be, what information would you be presenting them to let them know, like, this is for you. And you can, you know, you can put these in any order that you want. Although I, pre- I feel pretty strongly about that first, uh, they call it above the fold, right? Mm-hmm. So the very beginning of your sales page should really have that hook, that promise that says, and I'm going to say it very clearly for you guys, it's letting them know, identify who the offer is for. So this is for you. It includes the big thing that you want, that they want, Right. And then potentially the big thing that it will eliminate for them. Mm -hmm. And I have examples if we get into it, right? But that hook, that promise that's above the fold, they don't have to scroll. It just lets them know like, hey, this is for you because you want less of this and more of this. Mm -hmm. Very simple. I I like to say it it helps them go from A to B. You're stuck here. You're struggling here. And you want this. This is for you. Which is literally all of marketing. And I think at a, at a, it really is right. And I, I say A to Z just cause her Z, <laughs> but it's that basic concept that you just said right there is 
all of marketing. And I think, especially since you're an OG, 2015 makes you an OG. Um, <laughs> that when you, when you learn that in 2015 and you apply it year after year after year, you just get even more fine tuned to that A to B transformation. So you guys listen, listen to Lisa, listen to what Lisa's saying here, right? This understand that concept, understand that concept. How are we taking them from A to B? So this is for you. Second thing, put it wherever you, you know, you want to in your sales page. If you want to follow the structure, great. This is what you're struggling with. And this is how it affects you, right? Mm -hmm. It makes it very clear for them. Oh, wow. I have that problem. And, uh, yeah, this is what it's doing to me. It's causing me, you know, this problem, that problem, all the other things, how it kind of ties into their life, like their actual life. The other, the third bullet point is this is the solution to that problem. Right. And in parentheses, I put and potentially you can explain why I created it. So I think that's really cool if you say, yeah, here's the solution to your problem. So this is for you. And this is the reason why I created it. It just adds that extra little bit of credibility almost and truth mm -hmm. and passion behind what you do. So after that, I included and this was a last minute ad from the <laughs> sales pages that I was writing. <laughs> I was like, you should probably include, this is how my solution is different mm -hmm. than other things that are out there than anything else I've ever created. So fourth bullet point is, this is how it's different. Fifth bullet point, I guess it looks like there's seven. Okay, way to go, Harris. Lucky seven. <laughs> um, fifth bullet point is, this is what you'll be able to do, feel, and have. Those three things once you buy. And that to me, I think is super important because now it starts to take us to that level two of the A to B, right? And what's, mm -hmm. what, what are, what are they going to be able to do? Are they going to have new skill sets? Are they going to feel better? Are they going to have some resources? A lot of times we see that in sales pages as the bullet points and the value stacking or the feature stacking or the benefit stacking, right? Mm -hmm. But if we work with this framework, you get to create your sales page any way you want. And I think that's why it allowed me to create two sales pages like that because it was like I had structure, but I had freedom within that structure to speak freely and just say, yeah, this is, this is what you're going to be able to do. And this is what you'll feel. And this is what you'll have if you join my program. It just made it so easy for me. And I've been mm -hmm. in marketing a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, it's never been this easy. So this is like, again, you get credit for this, for asking amazing <laughs> questions. Second to last bullet point, I think we're at six, right? Mm -hmm. These are the results that you can expect. So again, you're giving them that sense of certainty, right? Number one, this is for you. Number two, this is what you're struggling with. Like, oh yeah, that's very clear. Number three, this is the solution. This is what you want. And this is why I created it. Wow, that feels really good. So you're creating this whole feel good dialogue the whole time. Mm -hmm. How is it different is just an extra value add right there. And what you'll be able to do, feel and have when you buy. That gives me such a sense of clarity and certainty in what happens when I give you my money. Because if I don't have that clarity and certainty and I'm giving you my money, I'm losing a resource instead of gaining. Right. So this is how we're hardwired here psychologically. These are the results I can expect. Wow. Like other people have it, too. This is proven. This is guaranteed. I can expect those results. Yeah. Take my money. And then 
last but not least, I feel like if you have to check off that mark, the check mark or the box, whatever we want to call it, this is why it's so exciting. Because that helped me infuse just a little bit of passion and excitement and emotion into that sales page that I won't be present for, but I can transfer that emotion into the person who's looking, reading all of that stuff. So that's my, that's my bullet pointed structure. I don't know what I'm (laughs) going to call it yet, but again, you did it. I love (laughs) that baby come to life. (laughs) (laughs) I like it because it's not like, okay, this box has to be here. This box has to be here. It's like, you kind of, you just have to go with that flow of the conversation, but making sure that you're, you basically are taking them through their transformation of here's where you are. Here's what's happening in your life. Here's what you want. Here's what you're going to get. Like you're taking them through that entire transformation just in a very descriptive way. So I I love the structure. I'll think of some way of how you can name it. If anyone listening has an idea, send her a message. (laughs) Let her know if you have an idea. Yeah. But no, I love that. Now, another thing that, so you didn't mention in the above the fold section. So the very first section, sales videos, how do you feel about them? Do you need them? Does it depend on pricing? Like what's your thoughts around them? I love sales videos because it creates that further sense of intimacy. So I think, I mean, again, what did I say too, even before this, whenever I'm on a podcast with anybody and we have video, I'm like instantly in love. How can we hang out? There's a connection, right? There's a connection when you feel like you're speaking with someone or they're speaking to you. So I think sales page, sales videos are dope. I love them. Do you need them? No, you don't need anything, but they would probably add a little bit extra oomph to your sales page for that connection piece, that trust piece. You know, again, you want people to feel certain. You want them to feel that sense of safety. So if a sales video makes them feel more connected to you and trust you, and of course, if you're being authentic and in integrity, like if you're not, then just get out of business, (laughs) please. (laughs) You know, but I think sales videos are fantastic. A great idea, but keep and keep them short. If you do them, I feel like, would you agree like two minutes or would be maximum? Yeah, like you don't need, like you don't need anything drastic. I find like the higher price points or if you really need to educate someone, I do a little bit longer, but at the same time, hopefully by the time they got to your sales page, you've already educated them enough to grab that interest. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I just submitted a request to have an onboarding call with a functional medicine doctor and they had me Mm -hmm. watch four videos before I even got on the call. (laughs) And I was like, Wow. wow, you guys are doing it up. (laughs) So it's, you know, sales videos are great. It really, it does. It educates and it creates a trust factor, I think, but not necessary. Yeah. I don't feel like it's make or break of how it's going to convert at all. It's just, I like that you said it. I mean, it shows you're a real person too. Like I was being on video right now, or even people showing their face on social media in general, just literally shows that you're a real person and they can connect with you in some way, shape or form. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Now the section where you went into the results. So here's what you can expect. Basically, are you using testimonials at that point or where do you feel like testimonials come into play with the sales page? I love testimonials. I think they are probably your, where you're going to get your best sales copy. So, okay. I'm going to take back what I said. No, I can't. I can't. (laughs) I want to say that you, I want to say that you need testimonials, 
But that would be going back on what I just said. It would be highly beneficial for you to have testimonials. Um, and I, I do. I love them. They, they create that sense of certainty. They can also be put, they're part of that, yeah, results. This is what you can expect. So if you can get them in video form, that would be, that would be dope. Video form testimonials are great. And if you don't get them in video form, the one thing that I would have to say that I think is really important is that there's a, a real face tied to them. And on my, I have one page in my business that is flat out just testimonials. Literally, I'll send you that page so you can look at it. Um, or maybe actually it'll probably be included in this, in the, just in the notes. Yeah. You yeah, look at it notes. and it's, yeah, it's like nine testimonials where you see the, the face, the name, what their website is even on there. So it's like, these are real people because I don't know if people always read those testimonials or even listen to them, but I think just having a face and potentially their name and maybe their website, depending on what business you're in, mm -hmm. right? For us, it's B2B, so it's easy. Well, I work with business owners, so this is the business that they're in. It really, again, gives that sense of certainty. This is for me. That mm -hmm. person is just like me, and they got these results. Or, or at a very minimum, Hera works with people like me. And look, there's 20 people to that she's listed. So I think testimonials give an incredible sense of, security and certainty, which is what we're going for on sales pages. Yeah. Sales now, do you feel general. like if you had the 20, 30 testimonials, do you feel like you need all 20, 30 testimonials? Or do you feel like there's a good rule of thumb of how many is a max? I don't know if there's a rule of thumb. And if there is, I may have missed it. I always feel like because we work at, you know, and I'm sure you do as well, entrepreneurs that are coming to us at every level, mm -hmm. some have none. So if you can go and just get one, I am so proud of you and so happy for you because mm -hmm. your first one will lead to your next one and your next one and your next one. And if you continuously and consistently serve people, you'll just, you'll have 30 one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any tips on how to get them? Like I find some people <laughs> struggle to even ask for them or if they ask, they just never receive them. When I go, when I have always asked for testimonials, I've always done it one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. So that would be a really great tip. Um, maybe there's been once where I've quote unquote blasted out a certain segment of my audience or clients, but I really love asking for testimonials one-to-one. -one. So individual, I've done it via voice note so they can hear my voice and that the, the tone, I think that connection piece is really important. And one would be do it one-to-one -one, uh, intimately. That could be a tip. And then the second tip, tell them what to say, like give them some sort of a structure. And let's go back to what we said before is all of marketing, the A to Z or A to B, right? Whatever that mm -hmm. transformation is, where were you before you started working with me? And why did you come to work with me? And then where are you now that we've worked mm -hmm. together? So if you can prompt them and guide them to express that A to B transformation, solid testimonial. Yeah. Two tips. What? Yeah. <laughs> tips. Good job. That, exactly what I do Thank too. You. It's Thank like you. when you just blast it out or you have it in your email campaign, let's say after the course is done, no one's going to do it. But if you send that personal voice message, they'll do it. Yeah. I get it every time if I send that versus a mass one. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And there's nothing worse than putting up test. Well, let me be cautious with this because there are many things worse than, but what prompts me to say, let's work on your testimonials is when I see a client of mine having testimonials that's like, oh, I highly recommend working with Jane. She's amazing. And um, I love her. Yeah. Work with her. What? That says nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> says nothing. My, my grandma says that about me. Well, it could have been your grandma writing it. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Well, thank you. I, I honestly love the structure that you come up with. I'm really glad I was able to help you with that. So congrats on that side of things. Thank you. Um, before we end it off today, why don't you tell our listeners where they can even find you? We never mentioned that yet. Oh, Instagram is probably the best place, especially um, I, I'm always on there. I may not always be posting, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm always on there. So sending me a DM, Instagram, Herazee, H-E-R-A-Z-E-E. -E, and um, that's where I always put like my best freebies will be there too. So awesome. snag something. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make sure to link your Instagram below. Um, and then yeah. you mentioned your course on testimonials. I know you also have a workshop that you do too, right? I'm usually doing play shops all the time. I don't have a workshop that'll probably, it'll be over by the time this airs. So that's why I say, come hang out with me on Instagram. And if you do DM me and say that you're like a Lisa fan or you, or you found me on the more than social podcast, I will hook you up with a discount link to that um, testimonial mini training. It's very short. Amazing. It's like under an hour and it's super helpful, has like templates and all of that stuff. Amazing. I mean, even if you want to provide me that link, I can put it in the show notes as well. Although I, yeah. I always encourage people to reach out and talk, have Harris information so you can reach out and actually awesome. build that connection too. But I can link that there if you'd like to. Okay, cool. Thanks. Amazing. Now, I always love to end our episodes off asking one specific question. So entrepreneur to entrepreneur, what is one piece of advice that you would give a fellow entrepreneur? I, I think, yeah, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, I think you even said it at the beginning of the show. And to me, it's, you know, be willing to test and see, test your marketing efforts. Like, let's try this. Let's put it out there, get the data, tweak it if we need to, test it again, get the data, analyze, tweak. That's it. So just be willing to test things. There's frameworks for all of this. You know, anybody who's in, been in marketing as long as we have, we know that there's really business is business is business. So be willing to test all the different ways of marketing your business and see what works best for you. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I say it pretty much every single episode on here. Like the most annoying answer I can give someone is to test, but it's like, that is the only answer I can give you. Cause it's like, we have the structure, yeah. we have the framework, we, we know what can work and now it's what works with your audience what works with your business what works with your message like it all comes down to testing <laughs> always absolutely absolutely you're spot on love it <laughs> amazing well thank you so so much like I said I love that structure really appreciate it it was super super valuable I think the biggest thing that I want everyone to take away from today besides the testing aspect is that it does not have to be set in stone. A sales page does not have to be set in stone. It's just hidden on the right details and letting your voice, letting your message come out. And just, again, going back to the testing, but start somewhere and then test it and then go from there. Make those small tweaks. Amen. But thank you. <laughs> thank you so, so much, Tara. I really appreciate it. Um, I know that we could talk about a million different things, digital marketing, because we've both been in this for a while, but I appreciate you. We should definitely have you back on the episode to dive into other aspects. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week. Thank you.